This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, it is a Good Friday, 7 April in the year of our Lord, 2023. The two um, most somber and reflective days in the Christian calendar. Uh, it's also Passover, two most uh, somber days in the Christian calendar, the calendar, Good Friday and Holy Saturday. And on Holy Saturday, we always do our special, The Descent into Hell. Uh, Christ is sent into hell, and uh, tomorrow we'll have Dr. Tom Williams will join us from Rome. Also, we're going to uh, play some of the clips from my previous interviews with Dr. Taylor Marshall. Now, I think we're going to get Dr. Taylor Marshall here live in the Good Friday show um, to, to talk about certain topics that we want to address over the holiest, uh, m- most uh, somber weekend in the Christian calendar leading up to Christ's resurrection on Sunday morning. I want to start with. Uh, Joe Allen and Joe, we'll play a little bit. Traditionally, start with a cold open with you, and and we'll get to that. Uh, you know, Joe, you're a pretty interesting guy in the fact that one of the reasons I was struck by your writings at first, and and we reached out and and wanted you to come and you know come over to the War Room team and and really make you an editor of all things um, about the singularity of transhumanism, is that we knew at the time the because I followed this for probably ten or twelve years now. Um, actually from 2004, I guess it's longer than that, 18 years, 17 years, um, how profound and important this topic is as far as signal and just things in the, in the, in the, in the manifested in the physical world. But the reason that made you different and interesting to me is that you really come at this as a, uh, it really, you have a theological background. I mean, you went, you've got a master's degree from the same university in the same college and school that Dr. Martin Luther King went to and the quality of, of Boston University's theological department is, is renowned throughout the world. As we've gone into the details of you and what you've laid out over the last, um, you know, the last couple of years you've been with us in, in the convergence of what we call, you know, post homo sapien in, in the, in the, in the uh, part of scripture, I think from both Matthew and Mark, about the warning of Christ, about the the only unforgivable sin is the is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, it's 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 led us to then focus, uh, particularly since Davos and ChatGBT, where you've had um, where you've had this in a hundred days, this explosion in the in the revelation of artificial intelligence. So my thesis has been, and and I become more. You know, doing the reading every night that I do with not just what you give us, but, you know, other things that we can kind of find through your through your writings that the Antichrist is actually being is actually being built today in these research labs that the that the artificial intelligence and artificial general intelligence and what and I think this shows you the fear of secularists and people who are not Christians are not particularly religious. The fear that's in their heart now that this this must be stopped. Your thoughts, uh, from particularly given your theological background, of uh, of artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence as potentially the actual antichrist. 
You know, Steve, I've written about this a bit, uh, and I don't take a hard theological stance on it, mainly because I've, you know, I grew up uh, in a Southern Baptist region where predictions of the Antichrist were constant, and so I, I am always hesitant to ever put any kind of specific identity or any kind of specific dates onto things like this because. Uh, they're very easy to get wrong. But when you look at the book of Revelation and you look at the description of uh, the Antichrist, and especially if you look at the etymological root of Antichrist in the Greek, right, that, you know, anti being opposed to, but also being in place of. And uh, I, I think that technology and especially the sort of idolatry around technology, the worship of technology uh, fits into that schema very, very neatly. And whether that means that the end of the world is imminent, um, I don't know. I, I would say, honestly, Steve, uh, that the Antichrist, right, and the beast, um, that those images describe worldly powers uh, long before Jesus and certainly during the Roman Empire, right? Like numerologically, 666 uh, is associated with uh, Nero and 616 associated with uh, Nero. And I, I think that it doesn't mean a lot of people use that to somehow negate uh, the idea that the, the, the mark of the beast is imminent uh, or that it has anything to do with our present day. They say, no, they were, they were just talking about Rome. I think what John of Patmos was describing uh, is really a universal motif that was it was relevant during uh, Jesus's day and after in the Roman Empire. Uh, I, arguably, it's been relevant all over the world in various empires, and it's certainly relevant now. The idea of a one world power that requires uh, a method of identity in order to buy or sell, um, you know, the rise of an antichrist, a, a being or entity, or perhaps a number of entities that are in place of Christ, they're held up in place of Christ. Uh, but, you know, in the end, uh, the, the, the salvation of the world after a period of, of horrific uh, pain and destruction. So, uh, you know, it may I may be speaking too loosely here for a lot of people's satisfaction. Uh, but uh, again, I think that since since I was a very young child, I always heard the end of the world is imminent. It was going to be in the late 90s. It was going to be the year 2000. It's going to be the year 2012. These sorts of predictions go back to at least uh, the year uh, 1666, really before that. Um, and, you know, the argument that the Antichrist uh, was, is, is imminent goes back uh, to the, you know, the, the early part of the second millennium. So I, I, I think, Steve, that that image, that symbol is absolutely relevant and accurate, the idea of an entity being held up in place of Christ, that is undoubtedly what artificial intelligence has become for a lot of people in the developed world, and probably in the undeveloped world too, although I don't have any knowledge about that. Um, and I, I think that especially symbolic is the fact that like GPT caught everyone's attention because GPT has a facility with words. And you know, probably, to me, one of the most, if not the most powerful descriptions of Jesus comes from the beginning of the book of John, the Gospel of John. And that is that the, the, the word became flesh, that, that Christ is the word, that the logos, the, the underlying reality of the universe 
uh, is the word. And in Genesis, God creates by speaking through the word. And now you have an art, you know, a non-human intelligence that even if it isn't capable of human reasoning as we reason, uh, has a facility with words that is convincing to significant numbers of people. And that th those, those people really do, especially at the extreme end, and we're talking about people in Silicon Valley, we're talking about certainly a lot of those you would find at Davos, and, and of course anyone who identifies as transhumanist, you have this new religion of technology, a techno-religion, the idea in the dream of homo deus, of life 3.0, and that it, it's mostly in the secular space, but really among the most disturbing developments in all of this, Steve, to me, uh, are the, the, number, the, the, the high number of Christian organizations who are eager to adopt these technologies and bring them in as being these technological or digital mediators between their their congregations and Christ. No, very disturbing. So, hang on, uh, Joe. I want to bring in Dr. Taylor Marshall. Doctor, first off, thank you for joining us. And I want to. The last year on our Holy Saturday show, Descent into Hell, we actually spent an entire hour with Dr. Taylor Marshall. As we're preparing for the show, because we always do kind of the Good Friday show in the evening and the, and the Saturday show combined, uh, we have Dr. Tom Williams on, who's just written this incredible book about the coming Christian persecution. We went back and, and have reviewed uh, the last couple of years in our special. Uh, your, your segments were so good. I'm telling the audience now, we actually have pulled some of the segments from last year, and we're going to incorporate it into the show tomorrow. So I want to thank you. We get, we get kind of a twofer on Dr. Taylor Marshall, and we got Dr. Tom Williams on tomorrow. So the Saturday show, the Descent into Hell special, will be quite uh, quite fascinating because we've incorporated a lot of Dr. Taylor Marshalls. Uh, last year spent the uh, the entire Saturday with us. Uh, Dr. Marshall, two things have happened this week, and the reason I wanted to have you on the Good Friday show is that we've had this, uh, is, and we have Joe on, he's our editor for, for, for everything dealing with the singularity, transhumanism, artificial intelligence. You've had this, expansion of artificial intelligence that now has the secular technologist so frightened. They're saying, hey, uh, some are saying we got to stop it for a six-month moratorium. Some are saying, hey, we got to unleash uh, missiles to shoot down, to start to crush the data centers because this thing's so much farther advanced and could take down humanity. At the same time, you have the Covenant School Massacre, which is obviously a massacre directed at Christianity and at Christian children that in, the, in the, the secular world has now been twisted that the problem was is that the, the, the woman who identified as a man, it was because of her time at the Christian school, because of her Christian parents, because of the counseling she was getting from the pastor, that it was Christianity that, that, that warped her and turned her into essentially an assassin. I like, can you just put it, it, it just give our audience a situation report? Because you're one of the most profound thinkers we have out there in the modern church. Where are we today? When you have on one level what I think is the potentially the rise of a, a man-built antichrist, uh, coupled with the fact that the church is under more persecution, I think, than it's ever been since first century Rome, sir. Well, one of the principles of creation is that God created the whole world through the logos. And the logos is a Greek word. It means rationality. It means word. It means logic. It's it's the it's the matrix, the good matrix, by which God created all that's orderly and beautiful in the world. And John's gospel, 
says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So as Christians, we believe Jesus is the divine logos. He is the order. He is the word. He is the rationality of everything created. And as mankind moves away from order, moves away from God's established natural realm, and this, of course, is going to play into how we understand marriage, gender, etc. As we move further away from logos, we move across the board towards chaos. And we are seeing chaos break out year by year and become even more twisted, more unnatural, and more satanic. And this is going to yield not only sexual immorality and depravity, it's going to yield ultimately violence. And that is what we're seeing on the political realm and on the social realm uh, with these shootings. These are people who are denying God, denying the logos, denying the divine nature, uh, the divine plan for nature. And when that happens, we are going to spin into chaos. And that's what we're seeing in the last several weeks. How does that tie with what's coming out of our research labs? I mean, the, the, is, uh, we have Joe on all the time. This introduction of artificial intelligence to the general population started in Davos a hundred days ago. I mean, people have talked about artificial intelligence and been worked on, but it really came to the world's elites less than a hundred days ago. And now all of a sudden you have these technologists that are saying, we need an immediate six month. I mean, this is Elon Musk. These are some of the biggest names. We need an immediate six month minimum moratorium. You have others are saying, uh, and these are people that have driven the research in artificial intelligence saying, hey, now that we see what this actually means, we need to actually have potential military strikes onto, if people wouldn't sign up to shut it down now, military strikes. Is there a possibility in that in logos to chaos that a big part of that could be driven by man's hands and man's own inventions and technology? Well, you just look at the word artificial intelligence. When God created mankind, he made them in his image. And what that means, according to all the classical theologians and philosophers is that he gave man intelligence and a free will. That's what it means to be in the image of God. So what's going on right now is the Frankenstein project. Can we as humans put ourselves into God's place and can we create intelligence? And that is ultimately the sinister satanic Luciferian plot that we are God's we, the elites, are gods, and we can create intelligence. And that right there, it's diabolical, and it will attempt to, without God's power and grace, it will attempt to override and destroy humanity. And I think, just like in the story of Frankenstein, or if you want a modern version, Jurassic Park, they start playing with these things, and then it comes back to destroy them. And, and that's, what, that's what we're seeing. This, this AI is extremely powerful. And it's extremely dangerous. When you say Luciferian, what can you describe that? Can you define that to the audience for the audience? Yeah, so in, in the Jewish and in the Christian tradition, there was one high angel um, who was very close to God, and he was named Lucifer. And Lucifer means bearer of light. In other words, he was the one who sort of bore the light before God, his his chief attendant. And when God revealed some plan. Some people say it was the incarnation of Christ. When he revealed this plan, he led a rebellion saying, I'm not going to serve that. I'm not on board with that. And he went from being the light bearer to being filled with darkness. 
and he wanted himself to be God. That's the whole idea of Satanism or, or Luciferianism is not necessarily worship of Satan per se. It's the worship of oneself as a God. And that's what the elites want to do today. That's what we see coming out of Davos. That's what we see even through the entire COVID scandal is men, women playing God. And that is the spirit of Antichrist. That is the spirit of Antichrist. We are going to place ourselves as God and not recognize the one true God who's created us. What about what Joe just mentioned, that one of the disturbing things you're seeing, in particular with ChatGPT, and, and these, remember, these are fairly rudimentary level, when people talk about this, that you actually see parts of the organized Catholic and Christian churches and other and some evangelical preachers look at these tools as tools that can actually help grow their flock or reach their audience. Is, is that something that can lead very quickly uh, to something much darker? I think it can lead to something dark. I mean, we don't even know what this this is yet. And so I think it's always the prudent measure to pause and I think not use it. Just like when you have people saying uh, you need to get this vaccine, you need to get this booster, you need to do this, you need this. I think it's always important that we pause, listen, figure out who's telling us these things. Are they trustworthy? And uh, and probably waiting and being patient and doing our study and doing our due diligence. I think it's, it is incredibly difficult because when you look at what chat GPT is doing is they're basically just scouring data sources, chiefly the internet, which we've known for years is not that accurate on these things. And just as search engines, which are more primitive can skew the delivery of information, political, social, investments, monetary, religion. Now the chat GPT can create not just a search result, but can create an essay, a book report, um, imagery, all these things. And we don't really know where it comes from, what the algorithm is, what the origin is and, and how it's being presented to us. And it's being presented to us as truth, fact, reality. And that's extremely dangerous. So I, I really think that Christian leaders, pastors uh, need to be cynical, need to be skeptics uh, with regard to this wave of AI because uh, it, it's dangerous. It's going to lead us to, I think, I think it's going to lead us to a bad place. What, what, do, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? From, from what your, your study and your observations now, because look, it is clearly shocked the most sophisticated people in the technology space have been, and this is what I keep telling people, hey, you've right. got to look at critical path and scale here. Within 100 days of its release to the elite in Davos, of which all the other topics they were talking about, the Build Back Better, and the, they just all got dropped. It was like the golden calf. They worshipped ChatGBT. I've never seen anything like it. I've been studying Davos for 20 or 30 years. This is the single time I've seen anything galvanize Davos man around something. Within 100 days, we have the most sophisticated people in that space saying, we must have a six-month six moratorium today. So it has shocked even the elites who thought they knew they were doing something. Dr. Taylor Marshall. Well, evil always turns in on itself. Evil consumes and eats itself. Why? Because evil has no divine life. 
inside. And I think these elites maybe realize there's two things maybe going on here, Steve. One is they realize that perhaps it would become an alternative source of information that they can't control. That would be one reason why they would want a six-month moratorium. Maybe, you know, Frankenstein has has left the building. He's gone, and they can no longer control it. That That could be one reason. The other reason might be that they realize that this could be completely devastating. I mean, if you just think about the education complex, you think about books, you think about publishing, you think about websites, this thing could start creating basically an entire Wikipedia beyond anything we even, you know, Wikipedia could look miniature compared to what this could begin to create. And again, we don't know what it is. Maybe it's akin to when books started being published, but even then that was just producing what had already been written. This is actually creating information and data to be consumed by people as truth. So I don't know what's in the mind of the elites and and Davos. I do think it is uh, stunning that even they want to put push the pause button on this. I mean, what what do you think, Steve? Why do you think they want the six month moratorium? I'm 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 going to for that I'm going to turn to our expert uh, Joe Allen because I've got my own thoughts. Um, I actually think they've been I think they've been overwhelmed as 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 as, um, nefarious as they are. I think when you look at really what's happening that and what's in the weapons labs and what's in CCP and other places, they understand that this thing is very quickly with no regulatory basis or framework at all is very quickly going to spin out of control. You have an arms race and it's an arms race that no one can win, that it's only going to have downside because the the tools and the methods and the processes to control this are just not there. Joe Allen, is that, is that, am I too far off there uh, from Dr. Marshall's uh, comment about, you know, when you look at the elites in Davos, you always have to look at it with a jaundiced eye because they, they definitely, they use the pandemic to go to extreme measures about how they would have more control. They're not often people that say they want less control. Uh, is, is it the fact that you think that the, it, it's spinning too far and too fa- too quickly out of control? Well, if you look at who's signing that uh, open letter from Future of Life Institute on the moratorium, uh, the top signatories are the people involved in Future of Life. So you've got you know, Russell Stewart, uh, Max Tegmark, and then of course you have Elon Musk who funds it, who has funded it. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari is the major Davos figure that's a signatory. Um, the, the cynical mind uh, jumps to conclusions like, oh, uh, Elon Musk is trying to knock out his competition uh, at OpenAI since it got out from underneath, uh, underneath him. Or Yuval Noah Harari wants to somehow manipulate this to, into some kind of control narrative that we need more government. Uh, I honestly, Steve, I think that most of these people uh, have real sincerity in the desire to slow this down. Most of them know that a six-month moratorium isn't going to happen, and I, most of them also know that six months isn't long enough to really make any impact. But what it is, it's a way of starting yes. a conversation in the public. What do we want out of these technologies? And they put out the worst possible cases of losing employment, even of fulfilling jobs, of losing control of our civilization itself. And the, the root of that fear, I think, is because of the unpredictability of 
GPT as a whole, especially GPT-4. And right now, they're training GPT-5, which is scheduled to stop its training phase in December. And so I think that they really are, I think most, if not all of them, really are incredibly concerned about A, the impacts on society, but also B, what happens when you create a system that shows generalist intelligence and what happens if that system is out of human control. Dr. Taylor, Marshall, I know we're going to lose you and you're such a central part to tomorrow. We got a couple of minutes. Uh, It's Good Friday. Any message to our audience of what they should be thinking about a world the world is, where America is, where Christianity is? And like I said, Dr. Marshall, we're going to reprise his Great interview from last year for a couple of major segments tomorrow with Dr. Tom Williams. We got a couple of minutes. Any any thoughts uh, as uh, as you leave us on Good Friday? Yeah, I think in particular people are feeling cynical. Uh, they're they're feeling with everything going on with with Trump, with the shooting, with uh, social norms getting totally out of control. The key to Good Friday is is that God so loved the world, He sent Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave everything all of his blood, all of his suffering, even his own life as a sacrifice for us. And we we can't be self-centered and we can't be cynical. We have to be a sacrifice for our family, our friends, for the world. We have to take up the cross and follow Jesus Christ. That's the message of Good Friday. That's the message of fasting, which we perform on Good Friday. And if we follow that self-emptying, that self-sacrifice, the outcome of that is resurrection, glory joy. And that's what we all seek. So it can't be self-centeredness. It can't be cynicism. It has to be sacrifice. And that's going to bring us to resurrection, glory, fulfillment, and purpose. So I think that's the message of Good Friday, which leads us right into Easter. Dr. Marshall, how do people get to you in your writings? Where, where do they go? They can go to taylormarshall.com or the best places on YouTube at Dr. Taylor Marshall. I'd be glad to see all y'all over there. Dr. Uh, Taylor Marshall, thank you for joining us on Good Friday and the very inspirational message about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Steve. Like I said, Dr. Marshall, uh, we had a great uh, special last year. He will be part of that. We'll integrate in some of the interview I had last year with Dr. Marshall. We got Dr. Tom Williams on the coming persecution of Christians. Tomorrow's show is going to be very, very powerful. We want everybody to join us at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to take a short break. Our own Joe Allen going to be on the other side as we continue on about uh, is artificial intelligence the new antichrist next in the world I admit it I don't make the best food choices the CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. And it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits 
is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens, and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat. It's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens at your next doctor's visit. If your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order, plus get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier, you will look healthier, you will act healthier. Fieldagreens.com, promo code Bannon, do it today. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay brighter. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com. Right now, that's sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon.
The new religious language in the future is going to be electronic. Uh, electronics uh, is going to be the language of uh, the theology of the future. You can say that for thousands of years already, people, millions of people, have found meaning in playing virtual reality games. We just call these games religion. But the moment we admit that information processing is the source of intelligence, that some appropriate computational system is what the basis of intelligence is, and we admit that we will improve these systems continuously, then we have to admit that we're in the process of building some sort of god. Now would be a good time to make sure it's a god we can live with. It doesn't matter that it's not running on a meat machine. It's running on uh, electronics or nanotubes, but if it's similar kinds of processes, uh, if you believe that the human being is conscious, which I do, uh, we'll have to accept that for the non-biological systems as well. And it was like ChatGPT's blind version of like throwing the ideals at a place where they were exactly the wrong ideals to solve the problem. And the problem is that demon summoning is easy and angel summoning is much harder. Open sourcing all the demon summoning circles is not the correct solution. You know, in, in sort of quasi-mythological New Testament account, the, the slogan of the Antichrist is peace and safety. Perhaps we should fear the Antichrist, perhaps we should fear the one world totalitarian state uh, more than Armageddon. Meet Amazon One, the fast, convenient, contactless identity service that allows you to enter, identify, and pay using only your palm. Ditch your wallet and just hover your palm over an Amazon One device to enter, identify, and pay wherever Amazon One is available. So go for it. Well, you can now pay for your Panera sandwich with the palm of your hand. You've heard that right. The restaurant chain partnering with Amazon to test its palm reading payment technology. We want to bring in Naren Chowdhury, Panera Breads. How exactly does this work? Because it might scare a lot of people. I think uh, use of uh, biometric identification is happening all around us, as we know, on airports, etc., and supermarkets already. So I just see this as a natural evolution of using biometric technology uh, to drive convenience, loyalty identification, and payment. Swiping and tapping our cards and our apps uh, are not just the easiest way to spend money, they're the safest way, unless of course we misplace our phones or our wallets and then it's a nightmare. And soon your hand may be all that you need to buy anything that you can afford and many things that you can't. Because a company called Walletmore is developing a very teeny, teeny, tiny chip. You see it there in the x-ray? <laughs> that should creep you out. Um, the, the chip is like the ones that are found in smart credit cards or debit cards, uh, and the chip gets embedded just under your skin and makes your whole hand a credit card. It gets inserted into your skin. A chip, and not the type you eat, but a microchip, has been implanted in Brandon's left hand. So after that was inserted and it, the swelling went down, uh, I'm able to open up the front and back door to my house. I can uh, walk up to people and have them tap their phone to my hand and instantly transfer my contact information, my portfolio, my COVID vax card. The slogan of the Antichrist is peace and safety. Okay, welcome back. Our Good Friday uh, special. I want to thank uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall for being with us for the first half of the show. Like I said, tomorrow we have Dr. Tom Williams, and we're going to cut in some of the classic interviews we've done with Dr. Taylor Marshall on our uh, Saturday, Holy Saturday specials. So, Joe, your, your cold open here for the second half of the show, I think, actually reinforces my point. <laughs> we, we, are, we are in the process of building the Antichrist 
uh, right before us, which promises peace and safety. Am I, am I, I know you did that just to trigger me. So <laughs> thank you very much because you did it. But here, but here on Good Friday, and I understand given your, given your cultural uh, upbringing in the, in the, in the South, right, that to be too apocalyptic is to, is to maybe revert back to some of that, the way you were raised. But it, it, given everything you've studied in, in your, in your, Theological background, you, you know, as we said at the start of the show, you graduated from the same school of theology as Dr. Martin Luther King. Don't you think it's plausible that we can talk about uh, the the Antichrist is actually built by human hands and human minds until it takes on? We've we've actually tried to become God and try to build these many gods, and it spins out of control. Yeah, you know, Steve, this is something that uh, I speak to religious people about a lot. And I think that the most important element in the entire transhumanist movement and that push towards a sort of techno religion is the idolatry of it. Um, the Bible doesn't have a lot to say about technology in particular. It hints at a lot of things. Um, you know, of course, in Ezekiel, you've got the wheels in the sky um, you, you know, the Iron Age comes during the, the time of David, and you can see weaponry allowing the kingdom of Israel to rise, um, that sort of thing. But it doesn't talk about anything like what we talk about when we're talking about computer technology, um, you know, the, the virtual reality and all of that. But the visions do hint at it. And so, for instance, uh, you know, the, 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 the beast will have an image that is able to speak. This is oftentimes spoken about uh, among theologians, especially more apocalyptic theologians. Um, you also have the idea or the, the prophecy from John of Patmos in the Revelation that in order to buy or sell, people will have to take the mark of the beast on their right hand or their, their forehead. And what we saw there in that video, and we've covered this, we covered this when it was first announced that Amazon would have a palm payment system. And of course, we've covered the uh, RFID microchipping and that sort of techno cult uh, fetish that is all over the world, especially Sweden, here in the US. I, it's impossible for me not to see sorts of echoes of the Antichrist or echoes of the beast uh, in those technologies and the use of those technologies. And I'm certainly not saying that they're not uh, the, the, the workings of the Antichrist. I, the only thing I would say is that these sorts of specific predictions, they, they, it, it, they go back for well over a thousand years and they never come to pass. In fact, many would say, many would say that the, uh, the first Christian communities were expecting the world to end then, and it did not come to pass. So it could happen tomorrow, but I certainly wouldn't dare uh, estimate when. When talking about this sort of payment system, though, what I see in it is a, a culture that is totally secularized, that has completely discarded the sort of warnings that you hear in the book of Revelation. And so there is no real sense of alarm among those people who adopt it, who take that mark, so to speak, uh, and either the, all the way with the RFID chip in order to pay, or with just general Amazon or Whole Foods or Panera Bread customers uh, who want to keep track of their loyalty points and conveniently pay for their sandwiches, groceries, uh, and, and other goods. 
And I think that what it really bothers me about that sort of secularization and that lackadaisical approach to technologies, especially technologies that can be used to create mass surveillance grids and mass control grids uh, for either the government or corporations to directly control and monitor our behavior. Um, I, I, I think that a Christian is, and in fact, Christian communities represent a bulwark against those sorts of technological uh, uh, developments because on, on one hand, the, the sorts of religious or uh, symbolic connotations that taking a payment mark on the hand has, uh, but also just the, the broader scheme that I think religious people are very much averse to the idea of using technology to the, in the same sorts of ways uh, that, that traditional cultural and, and religious uh, social organization once was responsible for. So in short, that's a long way of saying, Steve, this sure seems like the Antichrist, doesn't it? The um, In the last couple of weeks, I mean, you and I talked about this when he first came on board, and, and they've had a number of articles in the last couple of weeks. And it's interesting, the people that were highlighting the article, some of them signed the document of AI. It was reinforced, I think, last week or the week before in a, in a, in a flurry of stories that the number one focus for the ultra elite billionaires, I mean, the people that are worth 30, 40, 50 billion dollars, the, you know, the Elon Musk, the richest guys in the world, the 100 billion dollar crowd, their number one focus across the board, whether it's Teal, Bezos, Elon, is eternal life to, 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 to live forever. And, and they're maniacally focused on that. They're funding lots of research you don't hear about. At the same time, a number of those people were the first that. If they did not sign the document itself to saying we got to stop uh, AI, they are sponsors of the research of people that came out and, and said that. What, 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 tie those together here on Good Friday. Well, You've had these ultra billionaires that once again is getting out. And I've said this from the very beginning when I first started transhuman. I said, hey, all these elites, everything is they're, they're focused on is they want to live forever and they could care less. But what they want is depopulate this earth, get it down to under 500 million people. Their whole thing is to is to live forever, um, and and all the stuff, everything I've seen just reinforces that. Talk to me to connect that with what happened on the uh, on the uh, on the document. Well, so I think uh, there's there's a lot to tease out there, but you definitely have all of these guys from Jeff Bezos with Altos Labs. You've got uh, Sergey Brin and uh, Larry Page with Calico Labs. Uh, you have Peter Thiel investing in all sorts of different startups, uh, include, and, and, and at least interest in a paraviosis or a vampiric blood transfusion startup in order to live, maybe not forever, but certainly to keep the body preserved as long as possible, to maintain youth as long as possible. And in the transhumanist literature, uh, it, it, and this includes a lot of writing by guys like Eliezer Yankowski who are pushing to stop AI. The hope is that you will eventually have an AI system that is good enough uh, that it's able to basically you, you kind of transfer your mind. They would see it as just your neurological function, your mind over into a digital form. And so the preservation of the body is really a kind of sh a short term measure in order to get to the point that the technology is good enough that you can transfer your your soul, basically your mind over into a computer. 
And, uh, you know, I think religious people see that as a Hold it, but it, it, isn't, 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 yeah. isn't, isn't, isn't that, the, isn't that the key that you can't transfer the soul or your spirit? They may be able to do the system of Neuralinks, whatever it is, within the human brain, but you can't transfer your spirit or your soul? Well, you know, I would say that the entire prospect is ridiculous, but it, the way they think about it, the way they think about it is, I think the, the way that they believe that the human mind could actually maintain consciousness as it's transferred over, it begins with something that's known as the Moravec transfer, that was described in Hans Moravec's 1988 book, Mind Children. And basically you have a computer system that is copying layer by layer, millimeter thick layers of the, the patient's brain over into a digital replica. And as that person's brain is being scanned, the brain is actually being removed. And so at the end of the process, the brain has been scraped down, like kind of like peeling an onion until it is nothing and transferred over into a digital form. And Moravec had at least some uh, inkling that that would mean your consciousness would actually transfer over into a computerized form. You have other very well-respected philosophers like David Chalmers who describes something similar to that in more modern terms, just as the brain uh, it decays, or even before it decays, silicon neurons, artificial neurons replacing the, the neurons of the brain so that eventually the person's brain is now the sort of immortal silicon brain. And then the digital representation of that brain inside the artificial brain could be transferred into a computer. I know all of this sounds insane, and I personally think it is insane. But this is a tech. This is this is a belief system that is part of a techno cult uh, that I couldn't say how many of the people from Bill Gates to Elon Musk to Peter Thiel actually believe it. But I do know among the hardcore transhumanists, most of them believe something like that. Yeah. And they're, you know, when you say that, these are the people that are the absolute edge, the leading edge of research in this field. And as you can see from Davos, they are being flooded with capital right now. They have before, but right now it's a, it's a feeding frenzy. This is the most sought after at every company you're talking about in the world. It's all about AI. It's all about AI research. That's why I'm saying that, that, that plea for help from them on the moratorium, you haven't seen really any serious follow-up on that whatsoever because it's so, the system itself is moving so quickly down that path. And so when you say it's a techno cult, it is a techno cult that is um, is very dangerous because it is extraordinarily powerful. And I'm not conspiracy theory guy at all. This is not conspiracy theory. This is this is the the leading edge research in these weapons labs and these universities at these private companies, not just in the United States but throughout the world, that are now being flooded uh, with resources because people see the commercial and military and national security uh, aspect of this. And so, the, basically, the ability to grab power and you have an arms race. That's there. That's why I think this this weekend, the, the holiest uh, and most somber weekend of the uh, the Christian calendar, we're, we want to reflect on that, and then tomorrow we're going to get into more of it, including in the, including the the shift from the um, the Judeo Christian West to the post Judeo Christian West to the anti uh, Judeo Christian uh, West, where it, this is all going to turn us. Any closing thoughts? I really want to appreciate. I really appreciate. Of course, always your cold opens are amazing. Uh, any any thoughts 
on uh, Good Friday as uh, as we wrap the show and get ready for Holy Saturday? Well, on the dark side, to begin with the dark side, I think that <clears throat> whether or not one conceives of this technological system and the people who rule over it, uh, including the the deep technocult transhumanist types who inform much of the thinking among those leaders, whether you believe that's the Antichrist or Satan, I personally am convicted without a doubt that this represents a materialist replacement of spiritual traditions that have gotten us to this point over the last tens of thousands of years. Uh, and I think that these, this replacement, this great replacement of, of our elites, you, you, it began with modernity and it is now accelerating to the point that they have a miracle working powers through technology and the ability to control and sway the public psyche and control people, their physical bodies, uh, is, is astounding. Beyond all of the hype, just the actual technological capabilities are, are astounding. And it really does represent, certainly in a Christian perspective, it represents something profoundly satanic. Uh, but I also think, Steve, that uh, this it's not necessary that that system will prevail, nor is it uh, true that the majority of people in America are under sway of it. That there are still, despite the rapid deterioration of religious culture uh, in America, across the West and across the world, it, 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 is a, it is a collapse, but it is not a disappearance. And I think that the seeds of those religious communities have every, there's every reason to believe that they will continue on and then they will grow and flourish when the conditions are right, when people's hearts are right. And so it's, it's a dark time, to say the least. I would never, I would never deny that. Uh, but I also, the one thing that does really give me hope, and I, I experience this all the time, are those human communities that have remained close-knit, especially the sorts of religious traditional, traditional communities that have remained close-knit and really do, as I said a, a moment ago, they form a bulwark against technocracy, and ideologically they form a bulwark against the extremes of transhumanism. And I, I think that really... Uh, it, for Easter and beyond, that that is uh, something to be appreciative of and, and something to to turn to in a, in a very strange and confusing time. Joe Allen, how do people uh, how do people get to you, particularly if they want to get to your writings over this uh, over this uh, religious weekend? Uh, as always, jobot.xyz, warroom.org under the transhumanism tab, social media chain. Uh, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, and uh, happy Easter. Ha Good Friday. Happy Easter. God bless. Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, Joe, have a have a fantastic Easter. Thank you for joining us on the uh, Good Friday show. Appreciate it. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Also, uh, like I said, Dr. Marshall, we'll, we're going to um, revive some of the great interviews we've had, we've had with him about uh, the descent into hell tomorrow. Want to make sure everybody makes it live 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It'll be Dr. Uh, Tom Williams, The Coming Persecution of Christians. He's going to get into the uh, and tie the covenant shooting uh, to what's happening today and throughout the world. Want to thank uh, everybody in Memphis. Uh, and want to thank everybody who's tuned in here for our Good Friday uh, special. Want to thank Dr. Taylor Marshall, Joe Allen tomorrow, Dr. Thomas Williams from Rome, and Dr. Taylor Marshall will join us. Don't miss it on the War Room. See you back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning.
War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.